0: Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventinita, Back to Black and White podcast. My name is Daniel Negro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And yes, we're finally back. We're doing guests. Uh, unfortunately, it was a shit game today, but episode number 49 and uh, one closer to the big 5-0. And uh, we're gonna have a, a very special guest for that one, uh, one of the OGs. But uh, without further ado, for that, we'll leave that. We'll leave that till till then. But. Uh, yeah, another another new guest, another first time podcaster, and uh, yeah, what a what an interesting uh, way to, to 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 bring this up after you know not not being uh, really available for the last few games. Um, just to preface this this this, uh, this three game stretch that we're in of playing uh, relegation or well relegation fighters as well as the the newly promoted squads. It's kind of taken a turn uh, the last two games. And I know we play Spezia on the weekend and Barcelona in the, in the midweek, but we'll, we'll kind of touch on that towards the end of the episode. But without further ado, Angelo from, uh, well, originally from Reggio Emilia, but uh, as of right now, he's in uh, Texas. So welcome to the show, Angelo.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. How are you
0: doing? Pretty good, pretty well. Barring today's display, pretty good. But uh, we're kind of getting back into everything, um, you know, with the podcasting, with the edits, and uh, it's 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 it, I'm doing a lot better than I was a couple of weeks ago, that's for sure. But um, yeah, let's let's get off to the to the usual start. Today might be a little bit clunky being the first time, you know, not interviewing my my buddies, but. Um, so let's see how it goes. Obviously, having a, a new guest, uh, we always like to find out how they became a Juve fan because, you know, I, I like to hear uh, the stories and and I like to hear, you know, what kind of five you got any family rivalries, your favorite players, you know, uh, where do you watch your games alone? Like how, how particularly do you watch your game today, Angelo? Uh, you know, like, like I said, the floor is yours. How'd you All become right. a Juve fan?
1: So I grew up alongside my cousins, and uh, one of them was a pretty big uh, Juventus fan, and the other was uh, an <laughs> Inter fan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I specifically remember uh, my uh, older cousin had like uh, De- a Del Piero jersey, I think it was from 2009 or something. Oh, really? Had a uh, Holland grip in the front with the yellow uh, letters and numbers. I think that was the best kit. And yeah growing up alongside them i chose to be a UF dino <laughs> and yeah
0: yeah so that must be a pretty pretty strong rivalry do you still obviously do they make the move with you or are they still back in the motherland there?
1: Uh, they're still back in uh, italy
0: yeah so just, so do you regularly just shit talk them or how is it are you pretty close with them or
1: yeah i'm pretty close i usually <laughs> talk to them on whatsapp
0: yeah, I know it's, I know the feeling I've had a couple relatives, uh, an uncle, um, but yeah, it's just unfortunate that uh, they, they have to cheer for those, those squads, but yeah, how'd you watch the game? Are you, is it usually by yourself or yeah, are your yeah, parents, your, your parents uh, follow or not really?
1: Well, they don't really watch.
0: Like mine, like mine, but uh, no, that's good to hear. It's funny you speak of that Jersey with the yellow and. I didn't realize what new holland was until um i'm not sure if you've seen it in around texas but i guess it's a farming uh equipment manufacturer that i guess is a subsidiary of of fiat at the time and i was driving i can't remember where in alberta but we we're driving i may have could have been to edmonton which is the capital north of us but Uh, just seeing it on a piece of equipment, I'm like, what the (laughs) The hell is that shit? That's our low. That's our, that's our sponsor. But uh, yeah, no, I love that Jersey. Um, I'm still looking for the person to give that one away to um, that I have here, but uh, we'll definitely have to get that wrapped up guys. (laughs) There's So much. I got to catch up on It's hilarious, but uh, yeah, let's just continue on with this. And I hope if you're still watching, please let us know. Uh, Drop a like, smash the subscribe. That's one thing that I've been noticing. Just hit that subscribe for all you new fans out there, new listeners. Um, It really helps us uh, here and, you know, to send out the message that obviously we have the podcast, new content, new, obviously, guests. And um, we hope that you're, you're listening on one of the channels, whether that be YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts. And I want to try and get into live streaming. Uh, I know a lot of the guys are doing it, but uh, I got to get some research in and maybe some new equipment because we had a little bit of a difficulty getting this interview started. But, um, yeah, thanks for all the support as always, guys. And uh, stay tuned for more. And let's get right into it. For news, I think the really only key things that we had to talk about for this game was that Weston McKinney was back in the lineup after – he passed his uh, COVID uh, negative, his, his test was negative. So he slotted back into the lineup after contracting his COVID. And uh, really, we're waiting on on pins and needles for, for Ronaldo. Uh, another negative test before this game, I believe it was. I think there's another one scheduled probably for tomorrow. And uh, we're going to have to ride this one out to see if he's going to be able to play against Barcelona on, uh, I want to say Wednesday. So we do have a few days in between now and then. And I mean, it's a hope. Uh, You look at this result today, 1-1 to uh, Verona, which was such a painful, painful watch. Um, The first half, I think, was very, very stagnant and, and really ever it seemed like everyone was rusty the passes weren't going uh as planned and you know not really a a strong strong first half performance until we see a couple things that happen in, in the second half that we'll get into but um before we we look at that kind of touch back because again i haven't really commented on any of the any of the games that that we've played so far um Obviously, having Napoli, you know, forfeit that game, or, well, whatever you want to call it, give us a 3 0 win there, uh, put us in a weird spot going into the Dinamo Kiev game. And then you have, you know, which I, I found that we performed pretty well. Um, and, and yes, I would say that Dinamo Kiev was in that game. You know, they, they were not putting up a fight, um, but we were just too much to, to handle for them. And, and, and thankfully, we picked up two, a 2-0 win on, on the road. That was really nice to see. Yep. Because usually going into Ukraine, you know, you don't know how the weather is going to be like. You don't know if there's going to be the motivation. But it was a good effort. Then we go up against Crotone. And it just was not – it was a game that we really were up against it. Um, and by that, I mean just the, the way these calls were going, I mean – Sure, we weren't. I wouldn't say we were world beaters in that game, but you know, that red card, um, just unbelievable. And I guess, you know, as all of you have known watching the game today, Chiesa wasn't going to be in the lineup because of that, obviously, with a m- match ban there. Um, and then we get into the Morata, Phantom off second goal, Phantom off side, where I look at that and I don't even see them draw the lines properly. So that's where then I I see, okay, what is this being used for? And you know, there's a big discussion on Twitter as well as in the media of, you know, what? It, obviously, you could say yes, if you're a millimeter offside, you're an inch offside. Okay, yeah, you're offside. But um, is that really the intent of the rule? And is that the intent of VAR? Because from what I, from my opinion of, of what VAR is supposed to be used on we're only supposed to be looking at clear and obvious mistakes. To me, that's not a clear and obvious mistake because the ref, you know, he's not going to tell on a fraction if he's on or off. So there's no way they should even be looking at it. And, um, Angela, I'll let you come in now. You know, what are your thoughts? Obviously we didn't play Napoli that whole, I don't know if you want to comment on that whole conundrum of of them playing or not. You can, if you want,
1: I'll take the dub.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to get into you know Kiev and maybe Crotone. What are your thoughts? Obviously coming into this game, uh, you know how we were playing, how you saw us. Uh, because I mean the Roma game was nothing was wasn't great at all. Yeah. Um, and I thought the Samp game, which I was on La Panchina, uh, was a good game. But I think we were wasting too many chances. Like it took Ronaldo ten shots to get one goal. So yeah, um,
1: chances from Ramsey.
0: Yeah, so kind of give us your thoughts on what's, what you've been noticing with the team so far, how we've been playing.
1: Um, I think, I mean, it's still the start of the season. Right. It was like trying stuff, but I'm just going to say one thing. Don't ever start Bernadeschi again. <laughs> Send that man to Middle East.
0: I agree. Don't I agree.
1: Out of here, dude. That that pass from Rabiot, he could have scored easily. No, just sends it to the just right of yeah. the fucking goalkeeper. I'm like what the fuck?
0: Yeah, I agree, and it's it's kind of a trend with Pierlo, and I've been noticing this. He's kind of getting stubborn, and I know I know Saturday was very criticized. He's criticized very very heavily about you know being stubborn, not changing uh, certain players, but. This three, this three man at the back. um, What are your thoughts on it? Obviously thinking of before this game, were you okay with us lining up um, in in this formation? And and, and, like, what are your thoughts on how we've been playing so far? Obviously having one winger as a, well, like I said, it's a three on paper and then you get into defensive position. Then maybe you go four, four, two or whatever, four, five, one, whatever you need to do. But in terms of, how we, we attack excuse me how we attack it's i don't know i i, I just think it's we've we've played this formation before mm-hmm. and it's been found out like we got all the way to the finals basically with this formation uh, in berlin mm-hmm. and we go up a team that's playing 443 in barcelona and just completely Completely railroaded us, um, to, to say the least. I, I think, I mean, we were in that game, but I, I just think that they were they were very good. They're playing very well in that final, and they're taking their chances because they're playing out wide. And you look at the responsibility, and I said it in a tweet today if you don't have Prime Azamoa and Prime Lick Steiner, mm-hmm you're really screwed when you have two guys that are not really sh- – like they got to play on both sides of the ball, yeah. you know. Um, you got to be going up and down that flank. And really, Bernadeschi, a guy who is obviously unsure of himself, um, no confidence, and you put him in a position where everybody's been hailing him online, on Twitter, on this on that which I don't understand, but Ben here. Oh, this, yeah. He's supposed to play in the left in the right wing back, left, whatever wing back position. He's going to be great. And I just don't see it. He doesn't do enough in the right wing role or left wing role or, you know, kind of free moving, uh, play striker, whatever you want to call it. I don't see him do enough there to now give him the responsibility that he's got to go all the way back and, and up. Yeah. I, I just, and, and there's many instances in this game that we're going to get into uh, of one side blowing, uh, blowing a gasket, giving up the ball, probably giving, giving the other team the ball. And it's, it's a free-for-all counter um, coming down against us. And it seemed like Verona was a smart team. They knew how to play. They knew their strengths. They knew their weaknesses. And they, they definitely took advantage when, when we coughed up the ball on either side of the wing. And really led to one of the goals, in my opinion. So let's obviously look at the formation um, that we started with. Again, like I said, y- you take it with a grain of salt of how it, it actually lines up because it changes within uh, movements of, from attack to defense. But generally speaking, we obviously had tech as usual in goal. We had Demiral, Bonucci, Denido, which a lot of people were happy that Demiral is getting his 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 chance, which is nice to see. Um, One thing I gotta ask about Demiral, though, and this is maybe just a personal opinion, and maybe because I'm unsure of a youth or a younger guy coming in, I find that he's a little he needs to refine still a little too much. There was a there was a tackle that he made that you know, if he misses by a centimeter, the guy's down in the box that's a foul penalty Penalty. right there, (laughs) you know? So to me, I I like the aggression, Mm -hmm. but the only thing that worries me is we're not in this time of the old, of the eighties, nineties, you know, where you could go in for a, for a nice (laughs) fucking tackle. And you're not worried that you're going to get a penalty. Now, all of a sudden today, (laughs) they call everything. Yeah. So that's my only worry with Demiral. Maybe it's just premature, but yeah. we're going to have to I wait agree. and see. Um, then we obviously had Rabiot and uh, Artur as the holding players mm-hmm. in the 3-4-1-2. Um, Bernard, like I said, Bernardeschi and Cuadrado as, you, as your wing backs. They're going up and down the flanks with Ramsey, Morata, and Dybala as your kind of tried in up top. Um I was happy to see Dybala back. Um, I knew there was going to be a lot of haters out there um, that were expecting a perfect game. I knew that wasn't going to happen. I believe the stat was he was 91 days uh, from starting, from when he started his last game to win. So that pretty much you're looking at three months there. Yeah. And I think it's a tough ask to expect the same now it was weird when some things happened where he kind of was moving it and I was telling people I'm saying hey this is a team now we're playing against a lower you you want to say a lower competition Mm -hmm. you want to use this for him to work into his form so that when we get to the Barcelona he's kind of fit so I wasn't worried if he was going to miss you know Mm -hmm. you want to win the game but if he misses 10 chances whatever he's he's still working at it Mm -hmm. that's fine um but what did you think of the lineup i know you've mentioned the bernardeski uh which i mean is proven in the game but uh if you want to comment on the on the lineup
1: um honestly like last season we didn't do too bad with uh in the back so like why change it like pretty sure all the new players are pretty used to the four in the back and now you change it to a three and uh
0: With a Danilo, too, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, he's not doing too bad, honestly. Right, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God he got injured. I don't want to see him play again.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but it's, I agree with you. I mean, I know we go back into four, but it's just, it seems like to me, I was, what. And again, I mentioned this earlier about Pirlo, and I think the leash is now getting a little bit shorter and shorter with the fans because, you know, you got to be learning. You know, you might not have the experience as everyone else, as all these other managers that have been coaching for a while, which we understand, but you got to be learning from your mistakes. And I found that when we we had a lineup that was okay against Sampdoria that I thought was good and you, you took momentum, And then I noticed that as soon as we, you know, into that next game, which was against Roma, he makes it completely different. He puts Kulusevsky on the left and he starts switching things around. And I'm going, well, what the hell? Why the hell are you changing what wasn't broke?
1: Yeah. Like we
0: had a decent first game, you know, even though it was like, it was a, they said it was like a five at the back. It's three at the back. Um, And... So he goes and changes that, and we look awful. Um, And then, obviously, we don't play against Napoli. And I just – I don't see why. Like, my perspective on the three at the back, one, we've seen it not work, and teams uh, handily smack us for playing in the three at the back in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not just talking this season. I'm talking about when Conte had it, when Allegri had it. Obviously, we moved on to four. Second issue I have with three at the back is we don't have the guns, you know, meaning center backs to, to with handle, to with, yeah. with to withstand, you know, injuries and fatigue and COVID and all the shit. Yeah. So like you said, Bonucci gets hurt. Delict is already hurt and we don't know when he's coming back. We don't
1: back. even have Killini. And Killie exactly.
0: <laughs> so, I mean... Well, see, the thing is, I heard it wasn't that bad with Kilini You know, I, th- I think Kileni—they got to do what they do with like Kawhi Leonard, and you know, even some quarterbacks that are older in the NFL, and you know, some players in, in different sports. They got to retain those minutes. They got to keep those minutes as low as possible, um, because you know the guy is prone to injury. Mm-hmm. So there's no need in. Like, I don't know why Italy's calling him up. I really don't understand. Yeah, Um, Because that's just going to fuck with us. Uh, And even next year, right? That's a guy that you're going to want in the Euros. So what's the point of fucking around with that and getting him injured to play in these stupid uh, Nations League crap? That means nothing. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So we got to dial that back. But again, so like you said perfectly, no Chiellini. Bonucci gets hurt. <laughs> Delict is already hurt. Now we're going into Barcelona. Huh? What are you going to do? Now you're going to use two uh, wing backs. Like, it's, it makes zero sense <laughs> to play with three. And that's kind of the thing that, you know, I'm worried about with Pierlo is, is he still going to be too stubborn? I hope we go to four against Barcelona. I really do. Um, I hope someone can be ready. Uh, to step into that role, yeah. Um, maybe Killini, hopefully, he's gonna be. I, I'm not sure. I gotta look, I gotta look into that, guys. And uh, hopefully, when I get the preview out for that, we can find out if he's gonna be uh, in the lineup or not. But yeah, that's that's it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. We we went up a t- against a team that played relatively a similar formation, they were more of a three four three. Um, and maybe we'll talk a little bit later of how we expect this team to line up, but you know, they, they line up with three four three. Sylvester and goal, who had an amazing game, Probably um, was <laughs> killing us um with the saves he was making. Um, especially at the end of the game there. Three four occasions where we could have easily uh scored a goal. Yeah. And Then they have, uh, obviously, Cecherini, Lovato, Emperor, Emperor, Lazovic, Tamisi, Viera, Davide, Faraone, uh, Colli, Kalinic, and Zakani as the uh, three up top. So, Juric had, uh, you know, I think a pretty good lineup uh, to, you know, hang with us like I said they, they played to their strengths and were countering <laughs> <laughs> every time either cuadrado or Bernadeski gave up the ball and to me like you said I think this is bernadeski's last chance um he did not have a game to remember uh you like you said he had the one miss and we'll kind of get into you know what happened minaby or kind of a smaller recap kind of change it up from what I used to do and just literally going every minute on every chance um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into uh you know what uh, the main points were and the main sticking points but yeah I I, I don't see I, I agree if we can send them out even in the January window I would because there's no there's too many people asking yeah give him a chance so he can you know imp- improve his value give him a chance then you know, maybe we'll get a jam. Maybe it'll turn around. I don't see it turning around because I don't see
1: – Dude's finished.
0: I, I don't see where he's going to go. What do you think?
1: Dude's finished. That's all I got to say. You know, we got other
0: – we got other player. We got other other people on Twitter. They got memes going, you know, he could do the, the – the fucking cut the grass. He can, <laughs> you know, do the merch, the the shopping attendant. You can, you know, all the stuff. Maybe paint the lines. I don't know. That's and that's really the all.
1: Women's team. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he could probably you could probably uh, get you could dial in. Can say he's uh, had a sex change, you
1: know. Yep.
0: <laughs> and and fit right in. But um, yeah, no, I don't I don't know how people defend this guy. Yeah. I really don't. Um, but let's get into the game. We're um, on the 16th minute, Hellas had a good chance. Uh, obviously, they were offside, but they buried one in the back of the net, which was called back. Um, and really, like I said, it, it, it was kind of back and forth. Passes were not really, you know, Artur had some questions. Uh, some fans had questions about him. I thought he was okay. Uh, I thought he played an okay game. Um, he had like 94% passing accuracy, which was uh, incredible. And like clearances, takeaways, he he was up there towards the top. So I thought he played an okay game. I think that mix, I think him and a couple of other guys that are new are going to find their way throughout the kind of first half of the season, which is unfortunate. But um, I I, I still think they have a lot to grow uh, in this league and, you know, with the team and how we want to play. But then you have Cuadrado, and he's wide open on the right side of the box, <laughs> and just clangs one off the crossbar. Um, I don't know what to say, but you got to bury that. Um, that would have been huge at that point. But it's just the guy. If it's either he's not clinical enough now, and I know that people will be like, "Well, he'll give the assist when it really matters, or he'll score a clinical <laughs> goal," which usually <laughs> happens, which usually happens when we talk badly about him but <laughs> it's just not good enough we need more consistency I think the reason why Juve hasn't been and I hope with the emergence of you know Kulusevsky, Morata, uh, DiBala probably contributing some more when he gets back uh, we need some more balanced scoring right you, you need some more scoring from the midfield etc so when you have a guy that's consistently his crosses are awful um, and I, I honestly, I think Cuadrado needs to go to the bench. He's more of a guy that is going to help. And I think even the formation that I want to play uh, is going to be more conducive for him. And it's going to be way, it's going to be a way better system so that he could take advantage of the, you know, with the skills he has, be, having that quick burst of pace, not having to deal with you know defensive responsibilities and just being able to go in there and 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 take on defenders and and i noticed like he just gets fatigued and he makes stupid decisions same with bernardeski you know doing too much all the time and then losing the ball and it's coming back the other way so i, I and his crosses i mean the crosses were just awful <laughs> i think bernardeski had one decent in the second half um mm-hmm. And like you said, that that huge miss by Bernadeschi, Um, i can't remember what minute it was—but just shocking, man. Yeah. And then obviously towards the end of the the first half, we get the Morata goal, which again, so it comes down to this: you know, obviously there's a lot of shit talkers saying that Juve gets all the calls, which really <laughs> hasn't been the case. Uh, has just been disproven in the last uh, two games or so because yeah. we've been screwed out of you know goals that I think should be allowed um you look at how they draw the line from the shoulder or the knee or whatever the fuck they were using yeah (laughs) just like how minuscule that sure like you said by the letter of the law yeah it's offside but like i said my case is it's not a clear and obvious error so there's no need to use the var Mm -hmm. and i got a problem is when you have the, the the incident with Chiesa and they don't even go to look to var. Yeah. Uh I don't know. What do you what do you say to this, uh, Angelo?
1: The league is corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um the inter and Genoa game. Uh, Martinez like did an obvious tackle and that wasn't even called exactly. Like, exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. And
1: um... In Cartone, that um, that offside rule was using his feet, right? And I, I'm not really like familiar with the offside rule. Like this game, they use his armpit. Like what?
0: Okay, so I'll kind of explain from what I know, right? Yeah. Essentially, any part of your body that you can use to score, so right?
1: Armpit or arm.
0: <laughs> so basically, you can go from shoulders down, chest, knees, feet, head right yeah but like i said they didn't even from the image that i was seeing on twitter and from what i saw during the game Mm -hmm. it was they didn't even draw it right yeah so i don't even know what the fuck they called like that's i don't know I, i i honestly don't know how they called that one to be honest and it's just getting ridiculous um That's not what it's meant to be. and uh, You know, if you watch hockey or not, um, they have a similar offside rule where we're looking at like skates at like a millimeter, ice skates at like a millimeter over. And it's like.
1: That's crazy.
0: That's not the point, you know. And they'll call it after like five minutes. Like five minutes will go on and then a goal will happen. And they'll be like, oh, well, the guy five minutes ago was offside and they didn't go out of the zone. And they'll call it back and it'll call the goal back. So, it's like wow. there's way too much uh, that that that's going way too deep into what it actually needs to be used for. Um, but, yeah, then at the end of the half, too, there was – I don't know if you saw that handball or whatever, that potential handball that came off Bonucci's arm. pretty
1: sure it was off the shoulder, I think. Was it off the shoulder? Yeah, yeah so sure was.
0: I don't know why – I don't know why I didn't see it particularly because well I obviously saw it at the end there and then they were talking about it I think I went to the I turned to the other game that was on and then by the time I, I changed back the it was right at the beginning of half so I was thankful that and I thought they might have called something just the way I had saw, seen it in 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 live time, thankfully that didn't go um, but yeah Dibala you know was he had a rusty rusty first half and I I wasn't really surprised to be honest. Um, like I said, he's had enough time off that it's just you, you got no rhythm at that point. So hopefully in this Barca game, he can show a lot more. That, I think, is where you want to be critical if you do uh, going forward. Um, Pretty
1: good towards the
0: end. Yeah, well, we'll get into that. So obviously we get into the second half and you're kind of, again, going back and forth, trading chances. And uh, Favili, our ex, comes on the pitch. Around the 50 and change, maybe late, late 50th minute and off of the break off of a Bernard Esky mistake, mistake, um, they score off the break and then he gets injured and he has to go off, which was just yeah. heartbreak city there. Uh, if you're a player, just to, you know, have sympathy for the guy because, yeah. you know, you come on the pitch there, you score a goal right away, you like pull a hamstring or something. <laughs> It's just the most ironic thing I've ever heard. But, yeah, so they score and now we're down in a game that, like I said, we had the three toughest games were Samp, I would say, Roma and Napoli. And then you have the three uh, the three promotion teams coming up in Crotone, Verona, and obviously uh, Spezia, which is on the weekend, I believe, on Sunday, next Sunday. So this should have been our easiest three games all year. Um, and they're up one, nothing, Extr- uh, right after that, Kulusevsky comes on, uh, right. for Bernardeski. thank God. And <laughs> I don't know, some, there's been a lot of shit talking on all players, whether it be Kiesa or Kulusevsky or whoever, Artur, uh, Morata, all the newer players have been, you know, shit talked at some point or another. I actually have liked what Kulusevsky's at, especially in the first game that I watched and, you know, other instances. I find that he adds, like, a lot of energy. And he was on the ball when, as soon as he came on to the pitch, uh, almost reminded me of, like, Dybala last year, where every time he would come on, if he was subbed on, he, he had that burst of energy. So he was creating a lot of chances and and we're looking a lot better. Then you get to the I want to get this right, the 75th minute, and Bonucci pulls up. And they were even kind of using him down the middle as kind of an extra passer, which I thought was really fucking strange in the first place, but because it's just gonna give us more problems on the defensive end. But I think they kind of noticed that you know what being able to get that guy, if you if you're able to get Bonucci up in there as an extra passer. Uh, you're able to keep the ball when you have the ball back and, and move into the offensive end a lot easier. So that was nice. But then when you saw him go past midfield and he pulls up, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, some people are pretty happy. But, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we can afford to lose players. Like, as much as you can hate the guy, um, it's just not looking good on the on the bench. So you're kind of like, shit. But then DiBala gets the armband. And I don't know if you go Super Saiyan mode or what once you get put the, the fucking band on because it was literally a different game. Uh, Frabotta comes on for Bonucci and it's a completely different game. Exactly from that moment. So like last 15 minutes. Um, I don't know if you saw that was the same thing, but literally getting chances left and right. Um, and Kulusevsky just goes on one and takes the ball um from the right hand side cuts in and just a fucking beautiful shot to the bottom left corner uh to tie the game up and just what we needed and then again as soon as uh, as soon as we picked up again just peppering uh silvestri there at the other end um dybala off the bar dybala had an, uh, another uh, great chance where he uh he shot it goalie saved it came back out and he headed over to Morata and Morata almost headed down and if it wasn't uh, for Silvestri to get back that would have been a goal for sure but again it, it was rusty in places during this game um the passes weren't clean at all um but what did you think there of, uh, of the end of the game did you think I thought Dybala was gonna score for sure but unfortunately it didn't happen obviously Vrioni came on as well towards the end. Uh, to add another piece uh, to the attack to try and get the winner, but unfortunately, you know, it was a little too late. And uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you what do you think uh, at the end there?
1: I enjoyed the last thirty minutes more than the whole game. I should have just turned on then. <laughs> if only time. we could know, eh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, go ahead, continue on. You're and, uh, so quiet. Sylvester. You're so quiet. Don't be shy.
1: <laughs> and Silvestre turns into Prime fun. <laughs> like, what? Like, come True. on, man.
0: Yeah, it's. That was crazy. I mean, for sure in the past, if we were playing someone else, we would have had the rub of the luck yeah. and would have scored. But it's just. It, it wasn't happening today. It really wasn't. Um, yeah, like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we. If this is going to be a trend or not, but really, it's uh, it's not looking good going. You know, you want to kind of set the right foot, set the right intentions before a big game against Barcelona. Obviously, it's at home, but you want to be playing the right way. And that wasn't the right way at all. Um, I totally agree. And, and it's going to be I tough.
1: noticed is, like, every game, we start playing pretty... Like ass in the yeah. first half, and then we just come in at the second half like a total different team. Like, yeah, we should just start off as how we are uh, in the second half, and yeah, and as yeah, you know,
0: yeah. Well, that's what I liked about the Sam game. Like I said, I was on Lampan with with uh, Roman Graham and uh, Albert, and we started really well in that game. And then obviously, it's been a little bit of time from, from since then, but it was not like that today at all,
1: <laughs>
0: yep. like not at all. And, you know, maybe because Ronaldo's not in there with motive, the motivation or, or anything like that, I think, you know, having him back is going to be key. But that also, you know, that also creates more problems in how you're going to line up. So mm-hmm. we can't rely on him. Well, that's another thing too. You you got to uh, with this COVID, you don't know who's gonna go down, who's not. So you have to you got to you got to be able to play um, without without him. And I I think today showed that we're too reliant. And I think Morata was was decent. He didn't get he didn't get enough touches on. He didn't get the right touch on on a couple balls that. You know, he had a yeah. couple chances, chances. Like you said, the chance for Bernard Esky where he skied it. Um, but I mean, some people were not too, too pissed off about today. <laughs> I think for me, like I said, the leash is getting, it's getting slow. Uh, it's getting thinner and thinner or the, it's getting tighter and tighter because there's too much uh, to pass. There's too much to give. I mean, um we're only three points back of top milan obviously has a game in hand tomorrow but it's it's not looking good um but we're lucky i mean we don't we don't have that we, we get that three nothing win against napoli and it gives us okay three points but with all those three points now you're six back and i mean sure you guys could say it's early whatever that's fine but there's a little bit, you know, we look at the certain instances. We look at, you know, the good games. You know, you could say, you know, Kiev came a well. You look at the Sampdoria game, we came a well. Okay, we made a lot of mistakes in the Roma game. We're playing the, the mid and the, the forwards were pushing way too high and getting way too flat and had no one to kind of triangulate. You look at uh, other games, we're kind of falling asleep. We're not coming out in the right uh, way. Um, you look at Pirlo with uh, the decision not to take Rabiot off and then he gets the red card, the decision to start Bernardeski today, the decision to keep kind of rotating the, the formation to start Portanova against uh, Crotone, who really had, didn't have an impact to that game. That's kind of the questions I ask. Now, I'm in no, no way, shape or form saying pierlo out and i know there's <laughs> been some people saying pierlo in a <laughs> language. which it gets me every time but um yeah i i don't uh I, I think there's serious questions that need to be asked do you agree
1: yeah i mean pierlo needs to get his shit together yeah find something that works and keep using it yeah I, I changing shit every game exactly like, I gotta find a solution
0: yeah i know exactly And I think with what was good about Saturday last year is he actually had a pretty good form at the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. uh, if I remember correctly. And we were winning a lot of the games and we kind of found this lineup that worked and just kept using it. And now I don't know. I don't know why Pirlo thinks he needs to, you know, try these different things. I mean, hopefully he's thinking of a greater plan where he, he, he has an end goal where this is the formation that he wants to use. And he's just trying to mix things up. But I think there's too much on the line this season to kind of still be mixing it up with five games in. Um, you got to to, to me, you got to get the train rolling. You know, you, you got to get the wheels turning. Okay. This is how we want to play. Sure. Guys are going to go out injured, but for the most part, this is how we want to play. And then, hey, if you play – if you come up to a game – so that, that's why I'd say it's disappointing that we couldn't play Napoli because, you know, if you have those first three games where you kind of solidify who you want to play, which he even he didn't do because he changed it a little bit in Ro, against Roma. But let's say he did have like a solid uh, 11 that, that we were sticking with. Then in these games, sure, you can put in the Frabot or whoever, the Portanova or the Vrioni or, you know, mix it up, maybe start McKenny. Uh, start, uh, you know, Bernadeschi, stuff like that. But now that it's kind of been a shambles where we we're keep mixing the lineup up, we don't know who full strength really is and what what the preferred lineup is. So, and then now we get injuries, so that's adding more fuel to the fire. And I, I just think it's, it's going to be tough. Um, we look at, uh, you know, who who's really gonna be starting next game um, I hope that was a sign that Bernardesski doesn't but for me I've put this online multiple times I think we gotta go four at the back especially coming up because okay. you're covered and this is why and this is why I tell everybody that Alexandro is so crucial and so needed and I, th- I think people generally uh, underrate the guy we need that balance you know, Sari was using Alexandros like a third centre-back because he knew that Cuadrado was going to keep going up and, and and really you're not going to have enough time to for him to go all the way up and then if they counter us to come back. So he was mm-hmm. using Sandro as a defensive piece and he was getting a lot of shit because, oh, he's not helping up with the attack enough. Well, it's got to have a balance. You got to have a cohesion, a balance in the team that you're not going to... Know always being attacking, always defending because if you do that, you're going to concede a lot of goals. Yeah, um, there's no way you're going to be attacking and protecting at the same time. Guys aren't going to be for 90 minutes, you know, teleporting up, teleporting back, it doesn't work that (laughs) easily. So that's why you need those pieces that can help you out. You need that guy that's maybe a little bit more defensive but who's solid, a guy that's maybe more offensive than defensively solid. Um, but for me that's that's really it. Uh in, in terms of what I see. But again, I, I see a four, two, three, one. That's my that's my perfect formation, maybe four, three, three if we have to, depending on who's in, who's hurt. But for me, you go Alexandro, whether that's Kilinian or Demiral, whatever, we can do either one of those two, and then Delict. With, I would say now, Danilo on the right side, I wouldn't even consider uh, Cuadrado as right back anymore. Not from what I've seen. Um, You go Artur and Bentoncourt. I think those would be two perfect holding players. Mm -hmm. And then you go Ronaldo on the left, Dybala middle, and Kulusevsky on the right. And you can have Morata up top. I think would do magic. I think, honestly. I agree. And then you could do, really if good. you want, you want to put Chiesa as on the right as well or however you want to switch it up, right? Like, there's there's multiple possibilities. But I think four two three one I think, would suit us perfectly. But we will got to wait and see. I'm not the <laughs> coach of the team. So, I mean, those are my ideas. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think we need to change. I, I think, I think the three is not working to our benefit, in my opinion not going
1: to work in Europe. <laughs>
0: well, not, and it hasn't. You know, in, in times when we've tried it, it hasn't worked. So you look at the, the, the runs with Conte and teams have figured it out. And it's just, you know, playing that underdog style works only so much in Serie A where you can nick a goal at the 90th minute or 75th minute, which we were really doing those three years under, under Conte. And it was almost like Conte was we were really good at you know nicking a last minute goal or always always going one up or or whatever and kind of sitting, uh, which Allegri was very defensive and when he got the lead or he would hold you know draws and and what and whatnot, but you're always sure you weren't going to concede. Well, I think now with with everyone wanting this new style and and four at the back and more offensive and moving the ball a lot quicker, you know. That's just what you're gonna get. You're gonna concede to to like a few more goals. So, defensively, I don't think we're gonna be as good. Um, some people have been saying we look defensively worse than than we have. I I, I just think it's the way of the play nowadays. I I, I think if we were in a style where we we're we just sitting back and we we're playing, you know, that Grinta style where we're sitting behind the ball, I think fans would be freaking out. So I think that's why we're kind of like, oh, we're not as good defensively. Well, yeah, Barcelona also isn't as good as defensive, good defensively and they've won Champions League. So, yeah, that's just the way it is. Um, but let's get into, you know, three up, three down, regular segment on the show for post games. Um, who were your three worst or up to three worst and up to three best players we had on the field today?
1: Uh, so three worst, three best.
0: Yes, all
1: right. Three worst: mm. Bernadeski, Bonucci. In the best. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Quadrado Bernadeski and Bonucci worst, and best I'll say: Klosevski, um, Ramsey, and uh, Arthur. Oh, say...
0: Okay. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on the worst. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Bonucci. I think is always going to get pegged as uh, I don't think he had a particularly <laughs> good game. But I agree with your other two completely. I think Bernardeschi and Cuadrado were not great at all um, in this game, and I just think that we need to, like I said, I, I think Cuadrado. My opinion. Quadrado's a bench player and Bernardeski's gone completely. And those are just my three uh for down. The three best, I think that's a tough discussion to have because I would agree with you saying Kulusevsky obviously scored the goal and he added a lot. Um, who you who, I mean, there's a discussion for Ramsey, there's a discussion for you know Dybala a little bit because he did show it towards the end. I know it wasn't a great first, you know, yeah. 50 60 minutes, but I think he added a lot towards the end. I would always... I'd have to go. I I, I think I would stick with you. I think I think I I, I liked what Artur was doing, generally speaking. Maybe not, uh, uh, you know, offensively. And so I'd go him, Ramsey, and and Kuluzewski, like you like you said.
1: If I could fit Morata in just for because he, I'll
0: probably put him in if I could fit four. Black or. Uh, Best runner-up. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, there's there's no uh, so solid rule, so we can change it up. We go three down, four up. That's no problem for me. <laughs> but uh, some key things, obviously, about this game. Um, obviously, I found we were going down a lot. Like, I know that there was a lot of call. We'll get into this. Kind of one of the polemics of the game. Obviously, we had the the the. The offside, which we talked about kind of extensively, but this going down, and a lot of people online, you know, you hear the commentators, but piss me off all the time. You know, a lot of these tackles, I think, were, you know, there were tackles, right? They're 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 fouls, whether they clip you or not. I mean, uh, you know, momentum's going to take place. So uh, you're running a guy, you know, nicks you here, there, you're going to go down. So I don't understand why there wasn't this. The ref really didn't do himself any favors by kind of laying the law out. He was just kind of like letting, letting these, these, these fouls go amok. And then some were softer than others. So every time you see, you're starting to get pissed off about it. It's like, okay, make fuck, make the fucking call. And then he finally gave him a free kick there, uh, ball at the end, where like I'm, sh- I'm shocked that the commentators weren't saying, well, you should have stayed up because literally everything, it's like, well, the players got to know. I was like, no, a foul's a foul. Like, yeah. <laughs> The player shouldn't be having to interpret how much do I have to sell this or how much, uh, you know, uh, how many times do I got to roll? Like you get hit, the, the, you know, foul's a foul. So to me, it was just, it was that. And then there was a whole bunch of just going down way too easily because, yeah. They knew that the fouls weren't gonna be called, so then they're trying to sell everything. And <laughs> I just I hate that. It's like get up and play, keep going on and and, and do your best and, and fight through it. And the calls will come. The calls will definitely come. But um yeah, uh Kulusevsky definitely should have started, like we said. Kind of any fine points that I put during the game. Um let's see calls against us yeah there's really there's really nothing anyone could say um <laughs> it was the past couple of days have really proven that you can't really you know there's no real and maybe a lot of people have been conspiracy theories saying oh they're doing this because of the Napoli because we got the three nothing game and now we got to worry <laughs> all season i'll leave that up to you guys if that's you <laughs> but i don't know we'll see um, something else that was that happened obviously before this game that I didn't mention in the news. Um, not really, you know, that important. Depends if you're a collector or not. But Pharrell came out with these ugly ass jerseys 15, 16 away. <laughs> Reinterpretation. Um, and like I said, I like sneakers, I, I like the merch, I like all this stuff. And Anto almost got me to buy it. Um, I I think there's still a couple (laughs) left possibly. I'll have to go check after this, but (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. Actually, the tracksuit, which again, if you guys don't know, I know it says sold out on the website, but if you do like that tracksuit, which I I think it's pretty fire, it's got the white on one side, black on the other, and then it's like a light pink uh, accents is going to be out on November 2nd. so It isn't sold out. There's also a couple other websites. If you're Like I said, if you're a hype beast like myself, you like sneakers, you like the sneaker culture, Yeezys, Adidas, Nikes, Jordans, all that kind of stuff, um, you'll probably have found that you can also get those uh, human race uh, jerseys in other stores. So don't sweat it if you've missed out. Just reach out to me. I'll find something for you if you really want one. If you really want one that badly. Um, But... Yeah, no, I was just kind of joking online about uh, you know reselling these and you know selling them for like three, four hundred dollars, but uh, <laughs> that's not me. I uh, I think the other ones looked a little bit better. Uh, you look at the Man U one, you look at the Arsenal one; those are like actual, and even the buyer one; those are retro jerseys. So I I, I thought yes, they were. Not like a maze, not my first thing, but like, let's say you're a man, U fan, like, I wouldn't mind picking that one up. I think it's an interesting, you know, statement kind of shirt. But the Juve one, I hate how they use it. I, I know they got these rappers and NBA players wearing that particular jersey, and I'm assuming that's why they picked it. But for me, I was not a big fan of it. I don't know about you, man.
1: Yeah, I did not like those jerseys.
0: And I think a couple don't know of, oh, who designed ahead.
1: them <laughs>
0: like well, some for, Pharrell, Pharrell, man. Pharrell, apparently that's that's it, that's a, yeah. I mean, it looks like a kid's drawing, eh? Like a kid's like coloring. But I don't know. It's it's weird to me. And then Real Madrid kind of had their third black jersey, um, which I thought was all right. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, a lot of people bought them on a lot of these other sneaker shops are sold out already. So I mean, I don't know. It's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that buy stuff just to say they bought it nowadays. <laughs> um, and I'm a pretty I'm a pretty you know, uh, hardcore like collector of jerseys. Like I had to get the Palace jersey. I had to get you know. I was pretty pissed when I didn't get the 120 anniversary jersey, stuff like that. So you know those shoes came out. I got the Ultra Boost on me. <laughs> I got the ZX whatever six thousands. Uh, they're in my closet. I'm gonna show them in a in a in a video. But uh, then you have this obviously this orange jersey that comes out, which I think is looking a lot better now. Now that they've seen, now that they've seen, well, I, I think it looks a lot sharper than like just as like a jersey. I think it looks way better than than what this shit is.
1: I think they should use different color shorts, like black shorts or something. Too much orange. No.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like, it's like the home jersey. I like it with the black shorts better than the white shorts. It's just a contrast for your, for your eyes. And uh, I think when you have too much of one color, especially when you're doing black and white stripes, mm-hmm. it can just take over, you know, oh, take over like the one color is just too much for the eyes. But we'll have to wait and see if there's going to be any other jerseys coming out this year. Um, I wouldn't be shocked because we gotta get that we gotta get that bank uh because there's no one in the stands as it looks like uh, they're shutting down all yep. the stadiums again, which is unfortunate. Again, something I missed in the news, but just came to my head. And uh yeah, it's been it's been really weird with uh with the spikes that are going on. Again, take take with it what you will. Um I'm more under the impression that you know you got to really look at these these hospital hospitalization numbers excuse me and you know the death rates i think are still not at a level where you know we got to be really scared about it you look at it in canada they're like freaking out over 100 people in the hospital and uh,
1: that's not a lot
0: <laughs> yeah so it's and actually a couple other people were freaking out that we lifted kind of a we're doing a pilot project where uh, you can do the rapid test so you don't have to quarantine for 14 days, which I think is a brilliant idea uh, to get people to, you know, travel more. Let's get the airlines a little bit busier. Let's, you know, I, I really want to go on a vacation, maybe not to Torino to watch a game now, but um, I really need to go to a beach or something and, and just get away because it's getting too much this 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 year has been way too difficult and way too stressful and when you have to stay inside or you know i mean up here it's it's already cold like there's snow on the ground so uh, for us we're gonna be inside probably for a bit it looks better next week but we'll uh we'll have to take that with a grain of salt but uh yeah no let's let's hope everything gets better and we we can stop these these cases from going up so that we can really enjoy and hopefully that that doesn't mean that there's going to be another cancellation right yeah. um but really let's uh let's kind of look into uh the let's see let's see what the uh, let's look into the next game i'm going to look up obviously what what pierlo said i should have had this ready but give me your thoughts on what you think uh what you think next uh this next game against Barcelona is gonna uh, gonna be like uh, who, who, who? Not necessarily who's who do you think is gonna win, but you know how do you see the game playing out, uh, Angelo? Um,
1: I mean, if we can only draw against fucking Cortona and Verona, I mean, <laughs> I'm not very optimistic. <laughs> even though Barcelona is not great either.
0: True enough, true enough. Um, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game of two teams that aren't necessarily playing great. Let me just check quickly what happened with Barca this weekend. Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. They lost the Clásico to Real Madrid. So they're going to be hungry for a win as well. Um, I think. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be a difficult game. I I don't. I'm not not saying that we're gonna lose or anything. I think we have every possibility to win. But yeah, it's not gonna be an easy game. Uh, it's Barcelona at the end of the day. They're not gonna come down and lay down, especially with the fact that you know they know that potentially Cristiano won't be you know hundred percent. And for me, I wouldn't even risk it. I know a lot of people are looking at trying to get him back as soon as possible i wouldn't even bother cuz one if everybody starts getting sick and he comes back too early or whatever they don't they don't then really you have risk of shutting shit down again and two how fit and how really match you know i know i know lots of people say oh yeah it doesn't you can just stick him in there and it, it'll be <laughs> fine no you, you got to have some some you look at him at the beginning of the, the first game of the season to have to take 10 shots he wasn't even clinical and people are saying, oh, yeah, now he's going to be ready after a few days. What, are you guys crazy? So, anyways, those are just my two cents. Obviously, Del Piero, he had uh have a couple quotes here f- from him after the game. From what we've seen during the last 60 minutes, Juventus created so much and who undoubtedly deserved the victory, but Verona did not steal anything. I think it's a fair point. Verona did what they had to do. It's not like they were also worthy opponents, I would say, as well. Um, and he also talked about a mental problem. He says no, vice versa. I would say reacting like that after conceding the goal was amazing. So, some some thoughts from uh, Alex Del Piero, our legend. Um, obviously, with uh, oh I, another quote again on uh, Kulusevski, he impresses me mentally. He arrived at Juve. Looks like nothing has changed for him. He plays like he's playing in a small club without asking any questions. So yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Um, and now some quotes from Pirlo, obviously on Kulusevsky. Uh, we, we rested him uh because he had just played six games, but yes, he is strong. So I guess, I don't know, they think he thought that he needed some rest after playing all of those games. I mean, these are professionals. I don't know about that. I think you got to be put in the right line about there. Um, And, you know, not winning against Crotone, you kind of want to set the message. And, you know, like I said, like I said, Set the momentum, set turn the wheels, you know, right intentions going into this Barcelona game, and you you want to make a statement and by just throwing a lineup together after you know not playing well against two lower lower teams. Yes, sure, you win against Zina Mokia, but I don't think it's the right way. Um Pierlo talked about Dubala responding well physically uh bonucci against Barça, i don't know we'll see the medical results tomorrow so that's still something to keep an eye on uh, i hope for the best because i i'm not sure what the odd like like i said even if we do go to four you're still bringing guys back so you're still bringing someone back either that be the three or in a four someone has to come back to replace so fucking these problems man already um we could have done better obviously pierlo said we have to improve but i see that the team is growing my idea of the game is taking shape i don't know about that but anyways arturo understanding what i want from him obviously the players have to get used to it we have to miss the last pass but i'm optimistic so um oh and again with pierre sorry missing a couple of, uh, things. We decided to start Bernadeschi today, who was just coming from an injury and was inactive for a few weeks. Um, Castellano can play with Morata or with Dybala, depending on the characteristics. His classic position is to start slightly left and cut inside. Dybala, Kulisovsky can do that too. I don't know. It just seems like such a generic press conference. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are, Angelo.
1: Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything to say.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see uh what how we come out on on Wednesday and who, who gets the nod and who's ready and who who isn't. But um, yeah, I mean they've said that he's asymptomatic. They've obviously sent the documents to UEFA saying that Cristiano Ronaldo's asymptomatic, and you know hopefully that means that if he tests negative 24 hours before the game, he's allowed to play. But I don't. I think that's just betting too much. Uh, betting too much on on Cristiano to play uh, in this next game. Um, Let's get into uh, kind of our final thoughts here. Um, What I like to do is obviously allo stadio or a Torino. And I'm not sure when the last time uh, you've been to Torino or been to the stadium or have not at all. Um, Again, any one of those possibilities is, is could be the case. If not, because I like to hear about your experience. If you had any funny moments meeting players, or you know, any funny moments at the game, or or whatnot, maybe watch some games in North America. Uh, if not, just your most memorable Juve moments, and uh, we can kind of talk about uh, anything that, that that you want to bring up.
1: Um, I only been to Torino once. and I was going to my mom's friend's house. <laughs> oh, know okay. uh, when that was? I was pretty little. Um. Oh.
0: I don't know. <laughs> no you, no memorable UVA moments. <laughs>
1: like when I, after I came to uh, the states I kind of stopped following for a bit cuz I don't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, <laughs> Yeah. It's all right. Um I mean I don't really have anything to say. I can't
0: recall. <laughs> well, that's no worries, man. That's no worries. Um, like I've I've been posting a past kind of meets present series on uh you know current and obviously former uh, Juve players, and uh, most recently, obviously, I've had Marcello Lippi, who uh, was was the Azzurri coach in two thousand six, uh, and brought the the World Cup uh, home to so uh just want to maybe we'll talk a little bit about that and guys i'm i'm releasing those kind of on the fly a little bit here a little bit there i don't want to i don't want to uh, shoot them out all at once uh, so to speak but uh yeah we'll, we'll, you'll hear you'll well, obviously you'll see on my socials and on instagram and twitter um and i hope you're liking them uh we've had uh, Obviously, Cristiano and uh, David Trezeguet. Uh, We've had, uh, I believe the next one was, who did I put next? Was it Camaronezi? I can't believe I'm forgetting. But anyways, Marcello Lippi and Andrea Pilo, obviously our current coach right now. And obviously the, uh, the record amount of games. So I had 650 Serie A games for Buffon. And we had an edit with uh, Jack Chesney. If you haven't seen that, like I said, go to my socials, check them out. Uh, I think they're phenomenal. And uh, my boy in the, in the shadows is, is, is cooking up a lot of great, great edits, great content. So I got to thank him for that. And uh, I got to thank you for coming on, Angelo. Obviously, at Wales, <laughs> Wales Golf Madrid, I'm sure you'll know who I'm talking about, everybody. But. Um, yeah, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, thank you for bringing me on. Thank you.
0: Yeah, no worries and anytime you want to come back, we're more than happy to have you. If you know <laughs> anyone else who wants to come on, make sure you get them to reach out to me. Guys, if you're if you've if you've made it this far, I really appreciate it again. Like I said, if you haven't already, please smash the like, drop a subscribe on iTunes Spotify, please subscribe or follow. Drop a five star if you believe we deserve it. That would be that would be great that would be great and uh yeah as always uh oh and what i don't know what's going on you guys are following my personal like crazy um which is not something that i'm not saying that i don't want but like i want to kind of dial it into the podcast so i juventinita dl on instagram twitter please drop a follow if you can um like i said it gives me the exposure it gives me the help uh with any retweets likes um we get that audience growing and uh we have some merch on the way i'm happy to say uh if everything goes well should be coming out in the next uh month or so but again logistically logistically with covid and and whatnot this is obviously gonna be my first kind of drop and i've been getting some good feedback on uh on kind of the pre-concept uh, pre uh, the draft ideas that have been kind of floating around in, in the DMS. So hopefully that comes to fruition quickly, but um, uh, yeah, I just keep it tuned, keep it locked to obviously the, the Twitter. Mostly that's where you're going to get up to date on when the podcast drops, or if you're, like I said, hit the bell for notif- for notifications, drop the, uh, the subscribe. It's always going to come through your feed, whether that be on any of the platforms Guys, thank you so much. Um, oh, and I just wanted to mention—I know it kind of sounded a little, uh, you know, depressing or whatnot on, on on the first podcast that came out. I believe after a couple of weeks, I'm all good to go, all smiles. We're back at it, and uh, I look forward to having more of you guys on the show. As always, uh, stay tuned, and as always, fino alla Fina. Forti Juventus. Ciao, guys.